After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Welcome to After These Messages, everybody. We are bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks because that's what we do. We're here to talk about TV commercials, the good ones, the bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. It's my money, and I need it now! My name is Andrew Walsh, and I'm here with Genevieve Has. We are your hosts. Hey, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. Coming up today, you're a little... You're a little you're a little bent out of shape about this. You got I scooped. I you got, got scooped. By my other podcast. Yeah, who had no business playing in my sandbox. <laughs> We're talking Jeremy Renner yeah, today. You want to tell the people how we came to discover that I had been scooped? Uh, I don't think I know the exact story that you're talking about. You sent me a note that said, I want to talk about Jeremy Renner commercials. Yeah, I texted you. And I said, oh, that's wonderful because Luke and I just talked about that for about 40 minutes on TBT. You didn't say that's wonderful. You said that's, that's interesting or that's, that's surprise or that's crazy because we just spent the whole day talking about that last week. So for TBTL listeners, this will be um, a little bit of a reprise. Well, a little bit. Now, Luke and I talked mostly about the Jeremy Renner app. Which really, I'm sure, is what brought all the Jeremy Renner commercial action to your attention, right? Yeah, that is why. I mean, I think we read the same story of where people were just like dunking relentlessly on his uh, very ill-conceived app. So really quick background, just for folks who haven't been keeping up with this. Jeremy Renner is an American actor. Yes. He appears in and Marvel musician. movies. And musician. It's working. Yeah. Um, and a couple of weeks ago, he announced that he's starting a Jeremy Renner app that was basically, it was described as Instagram if Instagram only showed pictures of Jeremy Renner. Yeah, it was just like a place for Renner heads to hang right. out and do whatever. Yeah, exactly. But it was so poorly designed that basically like a 12 year old could could like quote unquote hack it by like using its functionality to, to like make it make it appear that Jeremy Renner was like doing and saying obscene things and so the whole thing like when you would get a message from somebody the push notification on your phone would make it look like you were getting a message from Jeremy Renner so people were sending notes to their friends and it would look like Jeremy Renner was saying filthy things uh, the app quickly folded yeah he wrote a, a an apology letter or a goodbye letter a dear John letter <laughs> in uh, a dear Jeremy letter <laughs> Some Dear Jeremy, of- <laughs> it's Jeremy. I have some bad news, Jeremy. The, You're not going to like it, Jeremy. In a ridiculous font saying that the font is no more, but it brought to everybody's attention a little bit more. The, I, I'm going to just say here, I, I think I was a little bit too soft on TBTL. The straight up douchiness of Jeremy Renner. Like, I never thought of him as much more than a guy who's taking- in those Marvel movies. And then when you actually stop and say, oh, you're in all these Jeep commercials where you're trying to force this issue of you being a musician yes. and a director and all these other things. I've never seen somebody tank their own brand so effectively and so quickly. He was just a fine guy out there. Yeah, and now, and he was in we'll- The Hurt Locker, which he really was great in. Right, that's what Luke was saying on TBTL. So- I know, please don't tell me every time I say something that Luke said because <laughs> that's the substance of 
every conversation that I have with Luke, which is where I say something and goes, that's what I said. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to do a roundup of some of these Jeremy Renner commercials, which uh, once unnoticed, now scrutinized, and I find to be unbearable. Also, I, unrelated to Jeremy Renner in, in any way, I found a commercial that fits into a, a trend that we identified. We identified a trend that's kind of proud of, I don't know, a few months back. And I found a new installment, and these things are getting more low rent by oh, by in- the submission. I'm intrigued. So, I've got a commercials in the news. You have, and that is uh, it's uh, she she or she sheds in the news, right? That's right. What are we going to call the show today? I, I thought Renner unto Jeremy. What is Jeremy? <laughs> <laughs> I liked. I tried. Um, we come to dunk on Hawkeye, not to praise him. Is that a play on a phrase that I don't know? We come to bury Caesar, not to praise oh. him. Oh. Those study, are two. Study those the are classics. two Caesar references. Yeah, you're right. How did we both come up with Caesar? I don't references? know. That is weird. That is weird. It was totally independent. We could also do like uh, running away with it. Yeah, or uh, running with scissors. I like Renner. I hardly know her. <laughs> All right. Well, the, whatever usually, we're calling. Usually, it. we are scraping the bottom <laughs> of the barrel for some kind of title. Occasionally, lightning strikes, and then you have. A day like today where you have an embarrassment of renters. <laughs> there it is. Put it on the list. Yeah, but how did we both come up with Caesar related ones? You know what? He must he must have some sort of imperial I guess so. I don't know, vibe to him. All right. Well anyway, let's get into this. I know you thought I was gonna go with Pearl Jam's Jeremy, right, or maybe a, maybe a song by Jeremy Renner. I, yeah, I, I do think we need to uh, check explore out explore that space a little bit. <laughs> yes, thank you. Well, uh, that's a good point. Where do we want to start with this? Should we just start with the Jeep ads? Yeah, that let's kind just start of like there. explain everything. Yeah, let's start with the Jeep ads. Although the, these Jeep ads are clearly part of um, Jeremy. Like the year of Renner, uh, mm-hmm. as I imagine his his agent probably put it to him, because he has been exploding onto the marketing space in a number of ways. Uh, but let's start with the Jeep ones because they're probably the most um, egregious and the most visible. He basically, uh, they, Jeep basically adopted him as like their sort of like spokesperson, um, but clearly with the understanding that he would star in all these these commercials that are sort of like a sort of a continuation of the same story he's touring with his band but clearly it's all it's all tit for tat he'll he'll pimp their jeeps in exchange for them pimping his terrible music yeah he's somehow like he's worked it into the contract clearly that like he'll be the spokesperson for jeep if he's you know he's billy bobbing this yes. sort of he's like yeah you're not the first person I, to make that comparison i don't want to just be um i don't want to just be known as the actor spokesperson for jeep i also have a booming musical career so i'm going to be jeremy renner the musician and right. so like in this first one which is called diner uh and it features the song nomad by jeremy renner um we see him in a diner um by himself apparently writing lyrics to a song and then he looks out the window and he sees his jeep a jeep i don't know suddenly in a fantasy he and some unknown some woman that is unknown to us yeah 
are driving, having a great time listening to his music. Can in you the Jeep. imagine? In his fantasy, they he's sh- listening to his own music, and it's not. Um, it's not just the soundtrack to the to the commercial. They do a close up on the radio so that we can see explicitly that he is listening to his yeah, own song. Yeah, and so that you Nomad. can see you the potential Jeremy Renner mm-hmm. experience because I think that's literally the name of his band. Oh, um, uh, I may I may be wrong about that. It's something terrible like that. Uh, it's so that you can see the name of the song and who the artist is. So it is definitely diegetic, uh, to use a word that uh, you you taught me that. That's right. Um, and so he's having this fantasy where he and this woman are driving around, having a good time. She um, throws her hands up through the sunroof at one point, which is always a signal of having a great time in a car. Uh, later on, we see the cars pulled over on the side of the dusty road, and he's got an acoustic guitar out, and he's just playing in the desert, and she's kicking dirt on him in a playful, sexy way. And then all of a sudden, he comes to, and he realizes, oh, he's still in the diner. It was all just a flight of fancy. And this mystery woman comes up to him. I guess it's his partner in this commercial, or his girlfriend, or maybe just a friend, I don't know, uh, and says, hey, uh, are you ready to go? And now it's time for the, for them to actually live the fantasy that he just had. Are you ready to take a look at this? Yeah. All right. Miles and miles and miles Chasing a dream only fools like me would follow Sing them white boy blues. <laughs> okay, now he's on, now the fantasy has started and they're driving through the desert, basically. They're off-roading. Uh, she's driving the he, briefly she like teases him by driving away and he has to run after the car that's a fun game to play in the desert yeah <laughs> it's tons of fun when you're not kicking dirt on your friends Jeremy Jeremy ready to go I'm a nomad I'm a nomad Oh, by the way, it's not even in the—it's not even in the fantasy that we see that he's listening to his own music. It's actually in the IRL world yes. that they do a close-up to show that Jeremy Renner rocks out. Yeah, the to his fantasy own music. is like barely even a fantasy. It's just he just looks ahead in his life about fifteen minutes. Yeah, this is true. And there's something just so un—and I'm going to be using this word a lot. I apologize. I know some people don't like it, but there's something just so unapologetically douchey about yeah. him in in everything. I'm starting to really hate his face. Again, this is a guy who I had neutral to vaguely positive feelings That's about before That's what I'm saying. This. I think we all did. And now it's like him as the musician, like I mentioned this to Luke on the show, Veeves. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say things that I said to Luke on the show, but I'm on Spotify right now and you can see my screen. Can you see the avatar for the Jeremy Renner yes. music on there? It's like, he's like... Like kind of gritting his teeth and wincing. Yeah, he's he all neck. Into he's a, all like neck veins and tank yeah, tops. Yeah, just like every. He's always making the when he grabs the mic in all yeah. of these commercials and he takes the stage. He uh, he gets real serious, like it's serious, sexy like what, music time. What kind of what artist do you think he is most trying to sort of um, imitate here? Like whose fans are the does does Jeremy Renner imagine are the natural music fans of his? It's, it's well, sort of that, far, it's a little bit like in the intersection of country, but also mostly like just shitty guitar rock. We didn't hear it in this one, but there's a lot of Imagine Dragons yeah. references going on. That song, not though, that one. Yeah, that song that we just heard is more like the intro to The Sopranos, as far as that kind of white boy bluesy rock <laughs> yeah. kind of vibe going. Um, and well, let's play this next one. This song in this commercial is Sign, and. 
this is the commercial where he trades his tour bus. Yeah, I guess, so here's what I think the story of this commercial okay. is: he's his tour bus is parked at some roadside road, either a gas station or a diner. It's all every, all the settings and and signifiers are very like Americana, you know. I mean, that's really the all the things you need to. That's the way you need to picture. He is chatting with some fans. Obviously, they're super hot young women uh, who are driving in their Jeep. And when it's time to get on the tour bus, he somehow arranges a swap where the women, the drivers of the Jeep will go on his tour bus because they're, of course, traveling to his concert. And he will take their Jeep and have like a good time driving himself to the show. And then when they arrive at the show, they swap keys again. And then I think, you know, like vehicle keys, not in a sexy way. Right. They don't put them in a fishbowl. <laughs> he just gives them their keys back. He takes his tour bus keys. And then I think this was the one where he runs into the club and runs right onto the stage. Yeah. No green room for this Jeremy Yeah, no sound Renner. check for this guy. What a pro. <laughs> By the way, they even have to show on the screen, almost like it's some sort of uh, uh, MTV thing. They're saying sign, music by Jeremy Renner in the bottom left-hand corner. Like, it's just so gratuitous that he's just like, he's just so thirsty to let everybody know that he's a goddamn musician. Yeah, these are, the thirstiness of these are hilarious. I, I misspoke. They're not two young women in the Jeep. Um, it's a couple, a man and a woman. Okay. Um, oh, I, I, you probably said this. I didn't know. Still, this is outside the diner again, huh? Yeah. Is this a different? No, this is the same diner. I think huh? it's the same diner. Ooh, universe building. Yo, Jer. We gotta get to the show. Yo, Jer. Yo, Jer. I call him Jer. That look he gives, which can we make this the show? Uh, the show pick. Sure. He looks over his shoulder and gives us like. I don't know what do. I don't even know how it's, to describe that face other than just I don't, they're like just like like douchier no yeah, douchier come, come on come in like you're doing douchebag we need douche nozzle yeah uh. oh there it is he turns on his own song now he is off-roading in these people's jeep that he borrowed he like drives through dirt and mud and water like I do not know that that is what they thought they signed up for. Yeah, although it is still pretty clean at the end, so maybe, maybe he stopped at a car wash. Nobody takes a borrowed car to a car wash, mm. though. That's what Ronald Reagan said. Now, is this the one where um, the Deadspin uh, writer broke down this particular commercial? Yeah, so th- <laughs> this is where I went way down a rabbit hole because um, the reason I sort of found out about these Jeep commercials was when this app came out and it got mercilessly mocked on Deadspin. Um, and then I started reading uh, comments about Jer- about the whole Jeremy Renner mm-hmm. foray into music and advertising. And so I just want to share some of them uh, from some of the commenta- commentators on, on Deadspin. This is from A Small Cat. Speaking of Jeremy Renner, those Jeep commercials with him are on heavy rotation on Hulu and have led to me having several thoughts about them. One, in the commercial he drives a Jeep while very explicitly playing his own music on the car stereo. Do real musicians actually do this? Like, did the Beatles blast help on their tour bus? I highly doubt it. It's a weirdly narcissistic thing to do to put in a commercial. Like, I guess they wanted to, I get that they wanted to use his song in the commercial, but just have some text on the screen saying it. No need to make it clear he's listening to himself while doing some sick off-roading. Which, by the way, they do both. They put the yes, text on the screen <laughs> and they do a close-up of the, the stereo. Here's one. Here's one. Also from a small cat. Wow, is his acting bad? I don't know if he was just directed really well in Avengers, uh, since his acting never stood out as bad, or if he's just phoning it in here. But damn, 
I feel like he's trying harder here because this is because this is Jeremy playing Jeremy. Yeah, that's kind of what's rough about this. That's the irony. Jeremy cannot. Jeremy was good in the Hurt Locker. He's been good in other things I've seen him in. Um, he's convincing as a guy with a bottomless supply of magic arrows. Right. Um, but Jeremy as Jeremy is kind of hard to believe. Yeah, or he just seems insufferable. Insufferable. Um, this is the one we just saw. This is a small cat. He decides he wants to drive this Jeep so bad he lets the owners ride on his tour bus. How mad, how sad must the Jeremy Renner experience be in person? He's playing like a 200-person venue. <laughs> but it's a fucking Jeep. It's like $50,000 at most. You're telling me Hawkeye money couldn't buy him a Jeep? It bought him a tour bus and a music <laughs> career. It bought him a career. True. <laughs> Why does every actor think they should also be a musician? They all suck, except for Donald Glover, who's the exception that proves the rule. Learn from Billy Bob Thornton. Being an actor and deciding you want to be a serious musician just makes you an asshole and makes everyone laugh at you. Which I just think that really sums it up. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else? I didn't, you know, I thought that was a piece that you found. That was that was just like comments in an yeah. article. <laughs> I, read, I, I read comments like they're articles. Oh, my God. Yeah, a lot of people. Um, funny, Jeremy Renner's Hennessy and Jeep commercials made me want to combine my passions for cognac and trucks and also overpasses. But I, he's not really in a um, in a uh, Hennessy commercial, right? You found it. It's like a yeah. The, one. one of these commenters mentioned that he was in a Hennessy, Hennessy commercial. It's not Hennessy. It's Remy Martin. Okay, which, which is, is another, essentially the same thing. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. Like what Remy Martin is considered to be in the alcohol world, but it's some kind of liquor. For our own sanity, do we have to play the third Jeremy Renner Jeep commercial? Is there anything in this that we haven't already covered? This is the one let's that hear, is Let's called... hear some sweet licks. All right. I think this is the one that sounds like Imagine Dragons. Okay, and this, the, the commercial is called Grand Party. The song is called Main Attraction. And this one, he's we're kind of seeing him. It doesn't lead up to the um, concert so much as it takes place at the concert. Am I right about that? Yeah, I forget how a Jeep gets worked into it. Maybe he drives it up on stage. Let's see what I hope. Oh, I see. Okay, he's leaving something that we can assume he's le. Oh, this one's irritating. He's leaving something as Jeremy Renner, probably doing something actory, where right, he's been he, known as because he's an more actor. fancy in this when he has like a fancy suit on. Right, and then he's going to get in the car and he's going to go to a. a dusty roadhouse yeah. where he's gonna be where he's more at home and then yeah and then that's jeremy renner musician i think the um the uh narration at the end kind of gives tribute to that transition but you can really hear the imagine dragons in this yeah. one the most awarded suv ever and the most capable by the way i want to point out he's in the car by himself now nobody in there with him and he's still turning on his own music <laughs> On his, and again, they show the they show the stereo so we can see it. Changing how you're seen is as simple as changing your scenery. Have it all. Now he's on stage. Seeing how changing how you're seen is the yeah. Key and there. I feel like that whole ad, like Jeep, is really not even a huge part of it. It's mostly just so that Jeremy Renner can show us what he looks like singing on stage. <sighs> okay. I feel like those commercials don't put a fine enough point on it. The fact that he is at least a triple threat. Is there another commercial that will maybe really explain it to us? Really drive huh. that point home? Yeah, like, what did Jeremy Renner's agent, uh, how did Jeremy Renner's agent sell him on doing a Remy Martin commercial? Well, let's let Remy Martin tell us. Okay, so do we have to explain what we're seeing? I think we're going to see him, like, clearly in an action movie yeah, scene, he's, right? He's Bad being filmed guys are in chasing an act- him. He's being chased in an action movie, and then like we, on a roof somewhere. And we see him kind of jump off a building and 
grip to the next one, almost, you know, his feet are hanging perilously as he hangs at the side of this building. And then all of a sudden somebody yells, cut. And then we see, oh, it was just a stunt. And it was kind of a, not sleight of hand. The only interesting thing about about this ad is that they show you how they do that shot where someone's hanging from a roof. Because when, when they yell, cut, you see that the camera has been turned at an angle. And he's like, the roof is actually at like a 20 degree angle. So he's just hanging he's just like hanging not he doesn't really it's not really having to support his weight from his hands now suddenly 15 seconds into the commercial total scene change and we're in a diner again something about diners but we don't see jeremy renner we see some other guy sitting in a booth and some waitress yelling at this guy it's like kind of a 50s style waitress uh out diner outfit and we're like what's going on and then all of a sudden the reveal oh jeremy renner is directing this scene. He's such we a triple threat. We see him behind the, behind the camera. He's not just always in front of the camera. And then, let's see. Well, let me, let me get up to that point. Let's hit play here. Chasing, chasing, chasing. Jeremy Renner, big leap. Hanging off the side of a building. Oh, no, he's not. He's just an actor. I guess I've always been hard to label. Because I'm not one thing. Wait, hold on. That, what is that the... movie he's fake directing looks so terrible. So, so terrible. He looks smug behind the camera. Not being the cameraman, but the director. Um, and I think, I'm not 100% sure, but I think what this commercial is trying to say is that like Jeremy Renner isn't just an actor. He's more than just one thing. Yeah. I think that's what they're saying. And so now we're going to have another scene change. And now we're going to see him in some sort of... I don't know if this is his own living space or somebody else's, but he's like designing and laying out and remodeling somebody's kind of, uh, how would you describe this architecture, this this room? It's like, like an, this, uh, a loft. Yeah, like some sort of beautiful loft. He's like laying out blueprints and uncovering oh my nice gosh. furniture that's been covered by dust cloths during the construction. He probably like read the fountainhead and he's like, now I'm an architect. Right. Okay, here we go. Good job. I'll make sure you keep this okay? Never have been. I've always wanted to be many things. Now he's running on the stage, high-fiving the stage manager. He's rocking out. He's a musician. And then at the end, he's just Jeremy saying hello to some pretty ladies. One thing I do. But everything I do. At the end, we see. <laughs> Did you even notice this before? No, I didn't notice the four things. This th- is amazing. So the things he lists himself as being are actor, true, producer, which they that's not what pro- like the, the way he's set up in this commercial is not being a producer. It's being a director. Yeah, sure. I mean, you might see a producer in that You scene. might, okay. uh, but I question, like, what kind of producer he is. There's a lot of different kind of producers. Renovator. You know what? Maybe he means renovator. I am such an idiot. When I put the notes together before, I really thought 
he was playing with words that he was an innovator, but he calls himself a renovator. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm giving myself the buzz because I wrote in the notes, renovator. Oh, no. This was him renovating some, I was. I keep on wanting to say gothic. I can't tell the style of that giant old house that he's renovating. But I thought he was like, I'm not just an innovator. I'm a renovator. <laughs> Well, I mean, renovators, like, yeah, I'm a renovator, too. Sure. Uh, you know, I put down, like, carpet in our, you know, in our old house. Like, that's, I mean, renovator is a pretty, I don't know if that's, like, a, t- a title unless you do, unless that's how you earn your living. I mean, he just sounds like he wanted to remodel his apartment. I'm just blown away by my own stupidity. <laughs> by that. I think I was, like, so, I was just, like, into hating Renner so much that I thought he was in, just like throwing a word in there at the end. And uh, musician, he describes well, himself Well, Renovator's as. pretty weak. Like, just be a triple threat. Sure. Like, I'll even yeah. give him, he can even have producer. He sure. can have that. Sure. Anyway, all right. Um, There's one more thing that Jeremy Renner did um, that got him in the news somewhat for uh, for his marketing lack of chops. And this is from... Um, so Amazon will do this thing where they invite a celebrity to like pick a suite of products and kind of like promote those products and themselves essentially through like little stories and pictures of them, you know, using the products and whatever. Just online. Just online. I think I don't think they're done as like I don't think it's even video. It seems like it's mostly just still shots. Maybe there's some video, who knows. So Jeremy Renner uh, like I guess they call it a store. So like Heidi Klum has done a, a Heidi Klum store. Meek Mills did a Meek Mills store was uh, like had a bunch of stuff in it. Jeremy Renner's store is like mostly camping gear. Mm. Um, and, but the pictures of him using this camping gear, including a bow and arrow, which he is like the most short of Katniss Everdeen, probably the plays the most famous character for using a bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. Like, Someone wrote a Slate article about just how awkward and ill-suited to using these items he looks in these ads. And he really does. And they have him, and this isn't his fault, of course, but like the one where he's shooting a bow and arrow target practice, the target is behind him. Yes. They have it set up in this way so, they, so that you can see. And I'm sure they put that in there so that it didn't look like he's hunting, right? He didn't want to. So to do this shot, they couldn't get a good shot of both his face and the target. That would be an over-the-shoulder shot. Right. So they just threw a target behind him. Sort of. You could. I feel like you could angle that in a way. You could set a better set. A better director could set that up so that you would at least get him in profile. But yeah, it's ridiculous. There's like, one of him fishing. Like he doesn't even. He doesn't seem to have a good <laughs> grasp on that fishing rod. I mean, he looks a little bit like um, which Trump was it when he did oh, the yeah. uh, outdoor shoot? I think that's uh, Don Jr. Don Jr. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're just all of these photos, and to some degree, of course, the photographer is uh, is equally to blame. But I do really wonder if, like, like Jeremy Renner just looks so fake in these ads. It's really cringy, and it really you can tell how hard he is trying to craft this image of like an outdoorsy, you know, road house guy who plays road houses, and he's like a like all these things he's picking right are like hyper masculine. Mm-hmm. But they just feel so forced just, and so much in service of an image that he is crafting rather than living. It's just so the opposite of effortless. Yes. It just seems so thirsty. It's so thirsty. And contrived. Sorry, Jeremy. Ooh, dude, I had no bad thoughts about you. I know. Like two weeks ago. 
What have you done? What have you done? What have you done? All right. Uh, I want to play for you a couple of these commercials that are on my mind. Um, I don't have a good concept for this segment, so I guess we'll just call it Andy's Corner. I like it. All right. Let's do it. A brand new segment. It's the Andy Griffith Show. Sorry, you can't hear it without wanting to uh, do the voiceover there. Um, okay, so I told you that the first commercial I want to play for you uh, fits into one of these trends that we've identified on the show. Do you, have you already guessed which trend it is? No, like I haven't even given it any thought. It is uh, the trend. Don't look at this yet. It is for <laughs> the trend of... We played bingo with this. It's usually a couple of white guys oh, the, in uh, collared shirts yes. or black t-shirts talking into the camera saying, "We're we disrupting. I, we bought a yeah. German, we bought a laundry factory." Exactly. We bought a shaving factory, we bought a commercial factory, whatever. Like we we identified an issue in the marketplace and we are here to solve it and it, it's always <laughs> this the one that made me setup. laugh so hard was the one of a listener sent in about the guy who invented the pajamas. And she, oh, right. And she said, uh, he bought a pee your pants factory. <laughs> well, this one is along those lines. This time they bought a sweaty hands and feet factory. <laughs> I sh- shit you not. Hi, I'm Casper. And I'm David. And we both had a really embarrassing problem. See, uh, by the way, if we're still playing the bingo, two white guys staring straight into the camera, both wearing uh, T-shirts. Yeah. Right. That's what I, I said. Collared shirts before, but they're almost always wearing uh, like kind of casual disruptor T-shirts. Sweaty hands and feet. And we learned that it's actually a medical condition called hyperhidrosis or excessive sweating and that millions of Americans have it. So we decided to make something that would help. Carpe antiperspirant lotion. It's really simple to use. Just rub in a dab and say goodbye to the sweat. So if you, like us, have suffered from sweaty hands and feet, you're the reason we made Carpe. Try it out at carpelotion.com. Now listen, we've talked about this before. I do not want to make fun of uh, anybody who might actually suffer from something that gives you sweaty hands and feet. Yeah. Like, you know, I actually have very clammy hands myself. I don't know if it's a condition. It's been kind of an embarrassment yeah, no, I know my the, whole life. I know life. the condition is real, and I'm sure it sucks. But this whole thing just seems so low rent. And it's just funny to see this this style of commercial that was in that kind of created clearly in this disruptor kind of environment we're living in. And it used to be like kind of higher end things or sort of gave I mean razors aren't necessarily higher end but it sort of gave off the sheen of Silicon Valley like yes I I know what you're saying like the original uh sort of trend really seemed to be aimed at um upper middle class and high income consumers now they weren't all high dollar value items I mean it wasn't necessarily some of them were like like watches yeah Right, but the whole point was that they were kind of trying to undercut that. Yeah, but it was but it was aimed it did seem to be aimed and sort of talking to um middle income or upper middle income people. These are starting to feel more like infomercials. Yes, exactly. In in the production on this which the listeners couldn't see is just really, like I said, low rent, like close-ups of sweaty hands. Yeah. You know, like Gilbert Gottfried could have easily done the voiceover. You have sweaty hands <laughs> and feet. Um, get carpe. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, but that, that's kind of the image that's going. Yeah, this feels like the head-on, uh, the the deodorant that you head put on, on your, that you put on your headache, your head to stave off headaches. This feels like 
it's that level of product, you know? Yes, head on. Apply directly to the head. Head on. Apply directly to the head. Isn't that the one? Yes. Head on. Apply directly to the forehead. Head on. Apply directly to the forehead. Head on. Apply directly to the forehead. Head on is available without a prescription at retailers nationwide. How does it work, though? How do you like? How do you apply it? <laughs> apply directly to the forehead. Oh, okay. I have another one. How here. does it work is a different question. Yeah, yeah. I which know. Is I that realize I kind it of doesn't. ruined my own joke. You tried it once, didn't you? I was so desperate. Yeah. All right. This next one I'm gonna play for you is just silly, and I had never heard of it. J.G. Wentworth, but you were telling me before the show that you've actually heard of J.G. Wentworth before. Oh, so this might. Yes. This is not new to I you at all. Call J.G. Wentworth eight seven seven cash now. It's for like structured settlements, right? It is. But like see, you, you get it. Like I, I'm gonna get you know, whatever, some sort of annuity or some sort of payment over time. But like, let me take half of that in you know, one check. And the fact that you know that probably makes this not special. I don't know why I'm playing it, but um, I didn't really know that this was my first introduction to it. It was I was I had ESB. I watch a lot of like sadder TV than right, you. Right. Put it that right. way. Uh, and I, I watch never a lot of TV that is aimed at people who don't go to work for mm -hmm. during the days. Well, that's what's kind of interesting about this. I was watching ESPN, so I never watched ESPN. This came on, so I didn't know what it was for. I just kind of saw it as blah, 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 something about pay off your debts maybe or consolidate right. your debts or payday loan. I didn't know specifically for people who are receiving income because of some sort of settlement. So when that pops up later in the ad, it just struck me as really funny the way it does pop up. But let me set the scene for you. So it, I, again, this is just a low budget, silly commercial. Maybe you've even seen it. But we have this guy who's sitting on the couch who reminds me of somebody and I can't figure out who, but he seems like, I don't know, let's say late 20s or something. And the whole idea here is like he's living at home still with his mom. We see him watching TV. On the TV, he's watching an opera. I don't know why this loser is watching an opera. The opera is singing about J.G. Wentworth. It might even be an operatic version of the jingle that you just Probably. sang. I think that sounds familiar. So then he picks up the phone and calls J.G. Wentworth. Meanwhile... He's like, I saw your opera. His, a woman who's supposed to be his mom is like picking up around him. And this is the first indication that, oh, he's living at home. But it is so... The mom is clearly not any older than him, probably <laughs> younger. It ha it is so porny. This reminds oh, me of this just reminds and like they even they don't show her face that much. They only show like quick little snippets of it and it's just kind of obscured by hair because she's so clearly Yeah, his contemporary. <laughs> yes. <laughs> maybe so, she's his very young stepmom. Maybe. So let's take and oh, and then at one point all right. I've already said too much by saying this is porny. Maybe I've just got my, my mind in the gutter. But something else happens that I want your take on in this. But I'll pause when we get to that part. I have a structured settlement and I need cash now. Call J.J. Wentworth. I am an annuity, but I need cash now. This is, by the way, a two-minute version of this commercial. I don't think the opera went on quite so long in the one that I saw on TV I, earlier. I'll be honest with you. I'm into it. But we are. I mean, I love the fact I'm here for it. This guy is, it's probably the middle of the day, and he's it's watching like a very, opera like, on TV. Stereotypical opera, like the, you know, everyone's, like, very, looks like a Viking, and they, exactly. the women have, like, the long 
blonde braids and the horns with the the hat with the horns and whatnot. And we're seeing bits of his uh, living space. We see like a bare wall with an electric guitar and a small amp in front of the TV behind him is like a dartboard or whatever. So he's kind of carved out his little man cave or boy cave or rumpus room. <laughs> I think boy cave. <laughs> now we see this woman come into the frame. We don't even really see her face. Her hair is kind of covering it while she's kind of bringing in some laundry and cleaning yeah, up old pizza. She is not that much older than him. <laughs> but they just kind of like, they put on kind of an oversized shirt, let her give hair her some, hang down, give her, give her some Glasses. Glasses. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Where it's just like, uh, okay. JG Wentworth, how can I help you get cash? So he's called JG Wentworth. I want to pay off my debt and move into my own place, but I need cash now to do it. Now we've just seen a good look at his quote unquote mom's face. She's a very attractive young woman. Um, and now she's going to, she's picking up garbage and stuff. I think she's supposed to be giving him dirty looks, but she's not a great actress. But at, at this point, she's going to pick up something else and kind of wave it in his face. Tell me if I'm reading too much into this. The sooner the better. I hear that a lot. Let's see if we can help. Do you get regular payments from an insurance company? For example, from a personal injury settlement or a car accident? See, I thought that was funny the first time I was watching this because I didn't know what J.G. Wentworth was. And right. I'm kind of like, wow. What a this random is... question. And also just kind of like, oh, this is just for scumbags, sort of. I mean, listen, people are in, again, I don't want to like judge our listeners if they're receiving a settlement. Have you for heard that This should, American Life about these kinds of companies? No. It's a really good episode. It's years old now, probably like a decade old, if not more. But it was... Um, our, it was where I first learned about these kinds of companies where they like they they find people they figure they like read the newspapers to figure out like who got a you know a settlement in uh-huh. from a car crash or something right. you know I mean it happens every day like someone's in a car crash and the insurance pays out and like but it pays out in over time and so they go to those people and they like they are there are people whose sole job is to like cold call them and say like hey we can turn that into mm-hmm. like one lump sum give you some money in this advance, idea that like uh, Pete's the the opera fan here is like just calling them out of the blue is probably not how it typically works. Right. So when I'm watching this, and I thought it was just going to be a payday loan thing, but this guy asks, hey, are you receiving any kind of a settlement? You're like, oh my God, this guy is just a loser who like, you know, keeps on suing people or <laughs> looking for settlements uh, so that he can avoid work. So um, here we go. We're going back to the phone conversation. You get regular payments from an insurance company, for example, from a personal injury settlement or a car accident? Yes. Monthly, and it's been working out okay. What do you think that is? The mom just holds up. Again, the mom. It's just so funny. She holds up two crumpled pieces of paper that are clearly like napkins slash tissues. When moms are picking up tissues in their son's room. I I feel like... I don't know, like how much personal baggage you're bringing. To Maybe this I'm bringing a lot of personal like, baggage. I don't know that that would have been my first thought. Really, but I was never a teenage boy or it, a man boy living at my mom living in my mom's basement. There's something about that. I'm just. It's a specific shot that they show on her. Like everything is. is you think everything her, has you a think reason. She's rolling her eyes. In a in a way that is more pointed than just like there's garbage on the floor. I think so, and I feel like everything they're showing is fits into a stereotype, right? 
pizza boxes, right. the guitar and amplifier, the laundry. I think picking up two napkins crumpled up off the floor and looking at them and rolling her eyes like, I'm sick of picking these things up off the floor is and not And he was accidental. just watching opera. So. And he was just watching opera. I don't know. It's been working out okay. The thing is, it's my money and I need it now. You know who he reminds me of giving this line is that guy from Mr. Show whose name I can't remember but when he says it's oh, my yeah. money and i need it now and yeah he's he does right look the, like that mold mr show actor i can't think i of wish his i name. could think of his name but i think that's mostly where we're done with this commercial it goes on for another minute but those are my is, points it's my money and i need it now right so how does this sound in exchange for some or all his name is tom payments, kenny oh yeah this is very tom kenny now. i can choose to keep some of my monthly payments and receive a lump sum of cash that's a win-win. It is. And since this isn't a personal loan, there's no credit check. Yeah, the telemarketer so has turned away from, from the phone screen and is now addressing us directly, so things get very boring from that point forward. I, you know, I don't know. I probably didn't have to talk about that on the show. I don't know what my point is. I thought it was funny and weird. And a little gross. <laughs> and a little... Did I turn you around a little bit on the symbology there? I, I can... If you told me... You know, if if the makers of that commercial were like, yes, that was uh, intended to be gross. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be absolutely shocked. Mm-hmm. But I also am not. I, I also think that that's not going to be like the read that most people have on it. But if you told me that there was like a crypto meaning to it mm. that the makers were aware of, it wouldn't totally shock me. Okay, should we check the news? Yeah. In the news. It's been a while since we had a commercials in the news. It has been. It's good to hear our old buddy Aaron again. <laughs> we were we knew that he would be a good voiceover man long before uh, Cairo got on that That's tip. That's right. Um, this is, and I, I want to say that somebody on Facebook um, actually posted this link. So if you did, I um, thank you very much. It's I've now a little bit lost track of where I saw this, but I'm pretty sure someone, one of one of the listeners posted it on Facebook. Um, this is from the Chicago Sun Times. So the actual news, not like where I what we usually call the news, which is like an episode of Comedy Bang Bang right. or something. Um, <laughs> but not, not why are you pointing at me when you say that? <laughs> Um, but this is uh, this this is about the woman who plays Cheryl in the State Farm ad for Cheryl She Shed, which mm-hmm. burns down. We've talked about that ad before, um, and and State Farm really has a a knack for this. You know, I mean, they are the ones. I think part of it is that they put them in like crazy heavy rotation, but they're the ones who you know uh, played the Jake. Jake with the khakis, right? Like that oh, right. That entered viral fame as well. Anyway. And both of them had to do with couples that seemed to be kind of... In their, conflict. Yes. yes. their wits end with that each other. That seems to be their stock and trade is couples in... Middle, middle class, middle-aged couples in conflict. Before we read the interview, can I play the commercial in question for those who don't know what yeah, we're talking about? Yeah, that's a about? great idea. Um, this one has befuddled us for a long time. Actually, coincidentally, I saw uh, Lindy West... Uh, questioning the premise of this commercial in her Instagram stories the other day, too. We see a couple. They're outside. Uh, this woman has a little she shed, a.k.a. Right. a man cave for a woman. Yeah. Um, and it's on fire for some reason. And she's on the phone with State Farm. Meanwhile, 
her husband is holding a hose kind of limply and um as water well, as water trickles out of it yeah. you want you want to talk about gross symbolism yes and um he seems to be kind of upset by the idea that she even has a she shed to begin with a lot of people are like what did he burn down her she shed let's take a listen well, it finally happened, Zachary. Somebody burned down my she shed. Nobody burned down your she shed, Cheryl. Well, my she shed's on fire. Your she shed was struck by lightning. Zachary, is my she shed covered by State Farm? Your she shed's covered, Cheryl. You hear that, Victor? I'm getting a new she shear she shed. She shear? Mm-hmm. He seems so put off that she's going to get a she shear she shed. And, and so, what does again, it cost him? Like, their their home insurance, you know, did its job. And, and she... The language is interesting that she says somebody burned down my she shed. Yeah, why is she, why is she so sure it's arson? Right, and that actually comes up in this news piece, right? Yeah, so this is from the Chicago Sun-Times, uh, which is Chicago's Nicole J. Butler's she shed farm commercial went, she, she shed state farm commercial went viral, changed her life. Um, and so this is an interview with uh, Nicole Butler, who is the actress who plays Cheryl. Um, and apparently it's just one of those ads that, you know, it really caught everybody's imagination and she's now getting recognized kind of the way like Jake from State Farm yeah. started getting recognized. And I do think I'm endlessly fascinated by that, especially when you like she apparently I think she like sort of splits her time between Chicago and L.A., but she's in L.A., you know, mm. mostly doing her work. And when you're in L.A., it is kind of like a part, you know, it's kind of a fun thing. You like you see people all over the place who you do recognize from little things like this. Not, you know, not every person that you recognize is like a name actor or a, a star of a sitcom, but people just look familiar because like our downstairs, like our neighbor, you know, and, mm-hmm. and an apartment manager, he was, he's shows up at commercials all the time, you mm-hmm. know? So everybody's a sort of a, hey, it's that guy. Um, but I like how this commercial has gotten so much, uh, so much play that it really actually has made her kind of a, a known commodity. Um, so she's interviewed for it by the Chicago Sun Times, and uh, they asked, uh, "What is it about the State Farm spot that makes it that you think makes it so popular?" She says, "It was real. Cheryl and Victor and the d- dynamic of their relationship is something people can relate to." Really? Well, that seems exactly the opposite. I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of couples are sort of in conflict. I don't think it's and that accusing realistic. each other of arson. Well, she doesn't accuse him of arson. Yeah. Well, why don't we get to the part where they address the um, the who started the fire question. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the interviewer. The internet is ablaze with theories about who started the she shed fire. Everyone from the elf on the shelf to Cheryl's husband, Victor. Uh, answer the burning question. Who started the she shed fire? <laughs> Which I love the idea that like, what are, like that they would tell her like, okay, Nicole, s- right. secretly, right. it was this. Right. Um, and she said. She didn't write the commercial. Yeah, she didn't write the commercial. She's, she says, I know State Farm does not condone arson, so I can say with certainty that it was not Cheryl or Victor. I think it was probably lightning. Uh, Victor probably witnessed it from the beginning and saw the lightning and did nothing about it, but it was lightning. So, first of all, though, the, I like they, she's do, like, can, they do say that somebody burned it down. So she she's says all that. over the... Well, she says it in the commercial. Yes, and then Victor so says it was lightning. So, clearly, that would be arson. I mean, she, the actress here is saying... Again, I know this is just a fluffy piece. It doesn't matter. But, like, it's also stupid. We're asking stupid questions, but we're getting stupider answers because clearly the commercial does say explicitly that this woman thinks it's arson. Yeah, but I think the intention of the commercial is clearly that Cheryl is a little bit delusional okay. or or 
fly, apt to fly off the handle for no reason. And that Victor's theory about it being lightning is the more realistic one. I think the the again we're asking the we're asking the right questions to the wrong person here because <laughs> really like if you want to really get to the bottom of the mystery of this commercial it is why does the husband why does Victor seem to hate the she shed yeah that should be asked because that's the that's the whole mystery of the commercial well maybe Cheryl I mean I th- I think Cheryl's presented as a sort of a a little bit of a steamroller like mm. maybe maybe the Cheryl maybe the she shed used to be Victor's. You know, maybe it used to be their shared tool shed or something. Yeah, maybe it used to be his man med. His, I don't, his what? I don't know. Like, it, was just, it made no sense. It was a good joke. Um, so they did ask, do you think there will be a sequel to this commercial? Which is something I I would mm. love to see the sequel when they get the she, she, or she shed. That's actually, yeah. I you know, see, I, I, I think there's that. enough interest that they could, they could spin this into a little bit of a series. I don't know. Honestly, that commercial really irritates me and it always has. And in a certain way, okay, I could... I wouldn't mind seeing the new she shed, but I don't need to see their aggression or passive aggression towards each other. I don't need to see him so upset with her happiness. Yeah. If it's happiness when she finds out she's going to get a new she shed. Like, right. I don't know. This commercial is always really irritating. You don't like me. it. No, I don't Do you like not it. like the one with Jake and State Farm? I've never been a huge fan of that one either. Yeah. Again, like what's going on in the relationship that like that's what you if you woke up in the middle of the night and you heard me whispering on the phone, you would think there was an emergency with my family or something, right? You wouldn't be come down the stairs and be like, Who are you talking to? And like who like who are these toxic people? It does seem that, that State Farm is the insurance company for toxic people. It really does. Um, all right. I want to uh, play a voicemail for you, but first we have to play this. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words they're saying. Only the echoes of my mind. All right, Vives, do you remember listener Ryan who called in, I want to say three or four weeks ago, taking issue with the AT&T Just OK commercial? Oh, yeah, sure. We've talked about them a lot since we really like these commercials because they make us laugh, like the commercial where there's a tattoo artist giving a tattoo to a kid. And he yes. says, don't worry about it. I'm one of the tattoo artists in town. Right. And he says, don't you mean one of the best tattoo artists? He's like, mm, and the guy like who, And the guy who's just an OK carnival ride uh, assembler, right. or just an okay house mover, or Danish translator. That's oh, we love Danish translator. Now. I love that now, and it's uh, it's happening. Can you remember that actor's name? I shouldn't put you on the spot oh, like that, no, but it's I the guy. I always forget um, it. He has three names, and he's in um, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, and other things. Anyway, Ryan didn't like the commercials. He thought the comparison towards something like getting a tattoo, which you have for life, to something worse as the commercials kind of set it up like having bad wi-fi are not exactly comparable well i don't know ryan have you ever had bad wi-fi when you really need it because honestly i might take a bad tattoo well you and i have been loving on those commercials he called in to complain about them and i'll tell you what he is not taking it lying down hey this is ryan from nashville Tennessee. i'm calling back a few weeks ago i called because i was complaining about why would you settle for an okay tattoo artist especially, or uh, however they phrase it, where they're like, it's not okay to settle for a tattoo artist that sucks. And it's especially, it's worse to settle for bad phone coverage or whatever. Anyways, I'm not explaining it well, but you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I think you know exactly who I am. Um, (laughs) I was really disappointed 
by the way, you guys talked about the uh, my complaint because, you know, I actually find the commercials funny as well, but I just feel like they're suffering from a very specific, uh, poorly written um, word, which is especially, or whatever. And you know what? I thought Genevieve, of all people, was going to be, but, you know, whatever. I guess being funny is better than being correct. Um, <laughs> this is false outrage. I'm actually joking, but I do feel validated because their new commercials, um, have you seen the boy band one where they don't dance? Mm-hmm. It's really funny and really uh, effective, and I can't help but notice that they changed the format of how they describe it. They just say something like, a boy band that doesn't dance, that sucks. So does bad phone <laughs> coverage or something. I don't know. I don't really pay attention. I just want you to acknowledge that I'm right Play- and that I'm validated because of the new uh, format. All right. Let's play, play me the yeah. tattoo one because I want to hear this uh, this phrasing that he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, because I didn't realize that he was really kind of homing in on yeah. that very specific aspect. So let's take a listen to this. First tattoo? Yeah. Relax, amigo. It's going to look okay. Only okay? No worries, boss. I'm one of the tattoo artists in the city. You mean one of the best tattoo artists in the city, right? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, aren't you supposed to draw it first? Stay in your lane, bro. <laughs> Just okay is not okay, especially when it comes especially to your network. Especially when it comes to okay, your network. Especially when it comes to your network. And so that's right. Ryan's thing is that. Yeah, you know, I did not realize that that was the real crux of his objection. And I and I do respect that, Ryan, that um, that, that puts a particular twist on it. And it's an amplification that maybe is out of step with like what the the stakes are. Meantime, let's listen to the corrected copy, according to Ryan. Um, This is the commercial that we talked about last week. It's a boy band on stage performing, only they're not dancing. They're just in a freeze frame position while they're singing. dancing are just okay get them better than just okay unlimited plan with yeah yeah different different writing it would have been i would have died if she said boy bands without dancing that sucks (laughs) i wish i did say that (laughs) that some we're just we've been hearing that commercial so non-stop that i think we both agreed that summertime lover is the song of the summer (laughs) you can sell anything Maybe this should be the song of the summer. Uh, all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Vives, thanks for bringing, I, I would say, breathing new life into a conversation that I've been having about Jeremy well, I, I feel like we may have been feeding a fed horse on this one. But <laughs> because I feel like this suddenly, it was like suddenly... Everyone wanted to hate on Jeremy Renner, and I got swept up into the tsunami of contempt that was sort mm-hmm. of raging around all of his dumb decisions, Ray marketing his stupid music career. And the fact that his music is all so, it's both angry making 
and derivative and generic. Like, I don't know how it can be all three. Like, how can it even be angry making? And yet it is. There's, I mean, his face makes me angry now. I know. And like, that is what a waste. Man. He should fire his agent. Definitely. Although I will go through the catalog and see if maybe, I wonder if Jeremy Renner or the Jeremy Renner experience has a better song we should be using for closing music <laughs> on this podcast. He probably would sue us. Probably, you're right. Yeah. Be like, from now on, you have to mention something about me being a musician in every <laughs> single one of your podcasts <laughs> in perpetuity. All right, if you guys want to join the fun, join the Facebook group. Uh, go to Facebook and just type in After These Messages Show, right? After These Messages Show, it should pop right up. You'll recognize the branding, hopefully. Uh, it will be the same as your podcatcher. Uh, you can call us at 607 607- Four 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 five five nine seven, or That's, email us. Can I repeat it? I just like to repeat it. It's very public radio-y. I do like to repeat it. 607-444-5597. Or email us if you, like me, are an old. Uh, after these messages, show at Gmail. Do only old people email? I think email is for the olds, yeah. All right. One way or another, we will talk to you guys next Tuesday if we don't see you before that. Old books for new ones. New fives, two jobs. So live, whole live at the spin show. Beats by Diplo.